0: Welcome to another episode of the one and only Minnesota sports podcast. The number one today, the only I'm, one I'm joined <laughs> by my co-hosts of the day, Sergio Fernandez and of course, Bailey Greeman.
1: Did you even need to introduce me? Yeah, They hear my voice and they already know that there's some hard speculation. You yeah. know, we're going to be questioning you all today. <laughs> it has been a long time and you guys better be ready to dig deep in that brain bucket of yours and start thinking about how our teams are doing this offseason. All right, Ray, Sergio, kick it off. Let's go, let's go. I'm ready to get started.
0: All right. Well, today we are going to have a Timberwolves episode with the draft coming along. We all knew the number one pick was going to be Victor Weminyama to the San Antonio Spurs for the Timberwolves. This was an interesting draft. Of course, we didn't have our first round pick because we acquired Rudy Gobert. And we had second round picks, two of them. This year we traded up to the number 33 spot with the San Antonio Spurs. We gave them two future second round picks. And with the number three pick, we got forward Leonard Miller from the G League team Ignite. Uh, he is a defensive player. This article I'm looking at from CBSnews.com. Uh, CBS Sports' Sam Quinn notes Miller is a lottery-level talent will fit in nicely as the team builds around Anthony Edwards. What do you guys have for Leonard Miller? Do you guys know anything about him going into this? Sergio, let's start with you and then Bales. Well, me personally, I don't know much about Leonard Miller.
2: I haven't really watched any of his games, but just based on reading on the article, one of the things that definitely stood out to me is is that he led the G League in rebounds per game, okay. which we 10.1, which is pretty impressive. And I know that's something that the Wolves uh, struggle on regardless, you know, even though we have, you know, Rudy Gobert out there and uh cat, but I think that having him there would be a good rebounding presence. And he's also pretty tall, six foot 10. It's always good to have some length in our team. So I think that's going to be a good fit. Hopefully he'll bring, you know, that, um, That underdog mentality playing in the G League, and hopefully he
1: proves himself to be in the squad.
0: Okay. I like it.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. So, like you said, Ray, lottery, pick, talent. Sergio, you said he led the league. The G League, per se. Not A, not B, not C, (laughs) not D, not E or F. Gee, that's lower than the F. <laughs> all right. It's,
0: it's a good lead. <laughs>
1: okay, so like <laughs> hear me out though. Kid has potential. We gotta see where this goes. Um, he's been loved throughout all the picks, which we do not get a lot in Minnesota because we always flop on our draft picks, first off. But second off, something that uh really stands out to me is he's having a player comps to McDaniels. Who is the Timberwolves right now? And who does not love Jaden McDaniels? And I'm glad we didn't trade him on draft night. I saw
0: many sources saying that Timberwolves refused every trade presented that included Jaden McDaniels. And
1: I'm glad that he got to stay with the team. Exactly, so more players like that I will take, yeah, for sure. Because no matter if it was the Z League or you're playing (laughs) the Juco version of
0: maybe China or something,
1: exactly like okay, you're making the G League sound bad, (laughs)
0: It's, it's a step under the NBA, people they get paid. Players opt to play there rather than college so they can develop into future NBA prospects. So it's really
1: not as bad
0: as you say. And...
1: I know this. I'm trying to get the people thinking. (laughs) I have to give one of my secrets now, Ray. Okay? Okay. Here's here's a secret. (laughs) Jeez Louise, man. No, but I mean, honestly, I think... More players like that, it's great. And trading up, I mean, we didn't really give up much. Are we ever going to remember like two second round draft picks? Yeah. Like four and seven years ago? Yeah. Like, no. Like, than Jokic. So it's, it's, I love to trade. We yeah. actually did something in the draft. We actually yeah. got rid of Towns though.
0: Ooh. Oh. Okay, well, we'll get into that That's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> we will get into that later. But let's get into the second pick that we got. Number 53 overall, 21-year-old Jalen Clark out of UCLA. He is a two-time All-Pac-12 defensive honoree. And in this article, he is a disruptive defensive presence worth betting on according to cbs sports so what do you guys if anything have to add on to uh jalen clark
2: well i think that having that defensive mindset is definitely going to help us you know especially coming from a young guy it's definitely going to help with the our transition defense which has been awful you know ever since i think that pat bev left and You know, Jen and McDaniels went down. So hopefully, having him is going to help with that. And, you know, he's from Riverside, California. So hopefully, you know, he brings that little, little West Side or West Coast uh, mindset to our team. So I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: I like it, Sergio. Thank you. How about you, Bales?
1: I got one word dog. 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 UCLA, you know, they lost some talent this year in the college level, and they could have probably gone farther. Yeah. I and, I, uh, I mean, he stepped up. I mean, he's not a name that, you know, he wasn't loading the scoreboard, but he, he was there, and his presence was known. And he made the plays that you don't talk about, and that's someone that we need. Like Sergio said, Pat Ev. Or you said, one of you two said that. I don't know. We all can agree, though, that Pat Bev did those things. He was just more vocal about it. For sure. So you need those players, those dogs. For sure. I like how the
0: Timberwolves were able to make a splash, although it be in the second round, that I think second round picks are becoming a little bit more valued in the NBA, especially Jokic, you know, blooming, blossoming into a two-time MVP and just recently a Finals MVP. So I'm not, I'm not saying these guys are going to be like stars like Jokic, but I think the second round is becoming more talented than in years past.
2: I can agree with that
0: statement. Yeah. So let's move on into a hotter subject of Nas Reed. Mm. Today, mm. On June 25th, the Timberwolves have signed Nas Reed to a three-year, $42 million extension. I I, under, I already know Sergio's perspective, and I, I'm i excited to hear it. But, Bales, let's hear what you got to say about Naz Reed and what he brings to the team, how you feel about this extension.
1: <sighs> you know, I would like to think this through, but there's nothing to think through. I'm very happy he's back. What yep. is he? A dog. And he, his offensive prowess actually shined very well while Cat was down this year. And he, he really stepped up. And I mean, I believe he was undrafted, correct?
0: Uh, yes, he was an undrafted free agent out of Louisiana State.
1: So I've always loved him. You know, he plays, he plays hard. I feel like he plays in slow motion, but somehow, you know, it's it works. And yeah. uh good compliment to our team. Good depth, especially for us to uh get rid of uh the player that uh will change the game when he's retired. <laughs> All right, that was a low blow. But Sergio,
0: what do you gotta add on the Nasri before I I uh, put my take in?
2: Well, I mean, uh, I'm definitely with uh, Bales in regards to you know having him on our team. I think that he is definitely right. He definitely stepped up while Cat was was uh, down. Uh, he definitely improved his physical state. Um, so I, I do think him having on our team is a beneficial in terms of the money wise. I think the Wolves might have overpaid him, and I think that they have some big decisions to make, especially now that Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels are due for extensions next season. So, obviously, that's going to hurt in terms of our luxury tax, you know, yeah. and how much. Uh, A-Rod and, and the other owners want to spend on that because mm-hmm. these guys are not you know, these guys are not the Warriors net worth no, where they can pay, not. you know, they can yeah. pay for these or even uh, Matt Ishba with Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So that's just one thing that really I struggle with to comprehend, especially because I know those two contracts are coming up here for those two players that I mentioned, but I am excited to have uh, a Nas read back. I just think personally he was overpaid.
1: I uh, mean, he on the open market though he would have gotten at least fifteen. Yeah, well, I, agree uh, with that.
0: I. I he could have been paid a lot. He could have been paid more than what the Timberwolves gave him, but reading this Star Tribune article. It says other teams might have been able to offer Reed a starting job, but few would have been able to pay the 23-year-old more than their mid-level exception, which is just north of $12 per season. The Wolves were able to sign Reed to a deal worth $14 million annually because they controlled his bird rights and could sign him for any amount. The deal includes a player option for the third season, a source said, which means Reed could seek another lucrative payday in two years. The Timberwolves are benefiting off the the bird rights. I don't even really know the full definition of that because they drafted him because he was an unrestricted free agent. The Timberwolves could have matched any offer that was presented to him, uh, despite the the uh, cap cap space and whatnot so moving into uh what Nas reed brings to the team this year he had his best season averaging 11 and a half points in 18.4 minutes he had a 53.7 percent field goal percentage along with a 34.6 three point percentage and a 4.9 rebounds per game in 68 games played so he was big when Cat was hurt for most of the season. And I think, just like I text Sergio earlier today, he compliments playing alongside Gobert and Cat if they do keep him for this upcoming season. But of course, those three aren't going to be on the court at the same time. I think it's either going to be Gobert and Cat or Gobert and Reed or Cat and Reed and all the uh, all the ways they can play together. But he is the best scorer on the bench. As much as I would love to think it would be Jalen Noel, I think Nas Reed is the most consistent on the bench. He can score. He can get a bucket. He is undersized for a center. And he's a slow four, so there there are defensive question marks to his game. But he has gotten better every year, and I think this was his best year. So, in my opinion – He's very streaky. Very
1: streaky. When he gets going, he gets going. Yeah, just like any bench
0: player in the NBA, though, which is why they don't get a starting position. And if Nas Reed – is able to step up and be more consistent. I think he has all the tools to be possibly a sixth man of the year if he if he's in that position upcoming which I think with how the Timberwolves are set up he will I mean, be the it, sixth man.
2: The, it, I I sure hope so by the amount of money he got here.
0: <laughs> Yeah, hey, not to hey, sound hey. like a
1: hater. I mean, I I am just saying you are a hater. Guess what? Guess what? You said a Rod, right? Yeah. Well, there was no prenup in this a Rod, J Lo, marriage, so we can thank J Lo for Nas Reed. <laughs> she basically right. paid you, for Nas Reed first. Thank so you. So luxury tax and all, I don't care. You get it. You get it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, let's move on into the next and final topic of the Timberwolves. With Nas Reed being re-signed to that contract extension, there are speculations before he even got re-signed, but Carl Anthony Towns being traded before the season starts. I will end this this segment off, but I want to hear from Sergio and then Bales.
1: So, wait, wait, wait a second. You guys, nope, nope. So, you guys both probably want to fight for him. So, I want you guys to come at me and hear me out first because this is definitely two-on-one. Let's let's hear Bales out first then. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Alrighty. So, this is how I view it. Cat. We have to recoup some draft picks. That's the obvious one. Gobert won't do it. Cat would. We could actually get some decent players, some picks, some prospects, build around Cat. Or, excuse me, Ant. Ant, Cat. What the heck? Anyways.
0: I feel like I'm in the roller coaster watching your camera. (laughs)
1: Oh, of course, because I'm so hyped up about this. You know, we look back to the Jimmy Butler. I've always been a cat fan. I've always loved it. I've always given him the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, it's always something new. At this season, like his it seems like his ego has almost like gotten to him. Like
0: some of the comments.
1: All right, first of all, before some of the comments that he has said before
0: we continue on this, let's take a moment to realize that he was in a podcast saying those things. And when you're in a podcast, especially with Patrick Beverly, some crazy things are going to be said. And I don't know if, if he really meant those things. Of course, I think he did mean those things. Like I think he did mean those, he did mean those things.
1: <laughs> so, what? I, so what? What I don't so agree just, with he's is... He's just lying to everybody. He's just hyping people up. Like no, before, that, doesn't,
0: that makes it worse before you say anything.
1: The only thing I
0: don't agree with is what we did in Minnesota. I think it's more special than what the nuggets did this year. That's the only thing I, I don't agree with. If he was able to call plays and I think he could average 40 a game like, okay. Yeah. Like he's the best big man shooter in the game right now. If not ever.
1: Okay, so that's a, that's a, you know what, we could argue it out all day no, long, but here's up. the roast thing, how is he going to score 40 points when all he does is complain that he didn't get fouled? I've never seen I, a man raise his hands up so much, like. I, I do think that Cat does complain a lot, and I do
2: think that he gets frustrated very easily um but I, I think that he is crucial to our future of this
1: of this ball club,
2: in my opinion. My
1: humble opinion, I guess. You know, we we're talking about dogs. <laughs> and that's yes. a cat. What do cats do? They <laughs> cower, they run away. I'm. I love cat. He is a great player, and I will agree he is one of the best shooters, and he you know what. His style of play has paved, paved, not changed, paved the way for some of these newer centers that are coming yeah, into the league. For sure. For sure. So, I'm not talking about a skill. I'm talking about the culture that we need to build Yeah, okay. in this organization. And we want guys that are hungry, that are going to fight through that. Okay. When we said Ant is the future leader of our team, I don't want someone to say two months later that, yeah, I'm going to change the game and be better. Yeah. Because it almost seems like almost a little jealousy type. And that's never good for locker room chemistry. And that's why draft picks, culture, mostly about skill. I love the dude. I love, we're going to run it back. He's not going to get traded, but that's why I think it would be best if she went
0: all right before before we move into Sergio bales what do you expect for cat if he does get traded
1: oh. now here is the bread and butter. I would say we could recoup some uh picks how many? I mean, I don't know how many. It depends if we're looking for a type of player,
2: mm-hmm.
1: bench roles. I mean, we got nice reback, which is very good. So I'll be looking for a couple role players, okay, and a couple picks, okay, and not like just like bench warmer, like eight ninth man, like six man. You know, like an occasional starter that can run up with some picks. Okay, well that that was uh, an obscure answer.
0: Um, <laughs> any any like particular player you want the Tim Wolves to target if they do trade him?
1: I mean, we've heard we've seen rumors about Julius Randle. I would not uh, like that. Nope.
2: No, please no.
1: Yeah, um, please no. <laughs> okay. he dropped a fifty ball on us once, like okay. Um. No. Who yeah, see, really forward, huh? knows, oh. but he, listen to this. Listen to this. This is something right, I don't see. think I've seen. What about PG-13? Wow,
0: that, that's a lot to ask for. And, and I think it's it's a little bit harder to think because he's older, and I, I just wouldn't like it as much. I get that he's tall. I get that he could play the three along with Ant at the two, but – Then it would. The question arises: Would we get any draft
1: capital with with PG? Hundred percent, because there's no leverage in that. I mean, they're they're feeling offers right now, as in the last couple days. Okay, and I'm sure they would be willing to throw some picks in there. Okay, I mean salaries would match up to an extent, but. You have the age. And I really do think that we could get a pick. I mean, because if they're going to make that trade to Clippers, they're going to be looking for long runs. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to be viewing their first round pick as, you know, 28. Yeah. 32. Okay. That's where we could get some.
0: All right. Okay. So moving into Sergio, what do you think about the speculations of Cat being traded? Should he get traded? And if if you do think so, who who do you want from a trade of Cat? Or if not, how do you see the future of the Timberwolves with Cat? Uh, well, just start
2: off with the rumors, I would say I don't think they're true. I think it's just a bunch of speculation and just to kind of get an engagement because everything's about engagement these days. So I think that's what that is. You are right right about that. So I think that's what that is. I don't think Cat would want to leave because I think that there aren't a lot of teams in this league that would give give him the power that he has in Minnesota. Because Cat be asking, you know, a lot, you know, you know, and and he, he likes to feel like he's the man, you know, and how many other teams would make him feel that way. So yeah. I don't think from I don't think from his side or even the Wolf side makes <laughs> sense. I, I still think that he's a pivotal player. Yeah. I still think that he can still bring uh, a lot to our team. Um in terms of what any draft capital or anything that we can get back from, I don't know who, who really is available out there that would really fit with our team yeah. right now. Uh, it would be nice to get some, you know, bench players. And obviously, Bells did bring up a good point. It would definitely help with the with the salary, you know, have him leave, you know, uh, the books. But obviously, you know, it sounds like from our ownership perspective that we want to be playoff contenders, want to be championship contenders. Sure. I think that with having Cat our team, that's what brings that uh that contending. I guess, spirit and keeping us there, there in the run. Uh, as far as what the future holds for us, uh, I think that what we really need is uh, more veteran presence players to kind of teach Cat. Because right now, I I think Bell's brought a good point. I think his ego is, yeah. is really big, you know? It is. And I, you know, I think that having maybe like a veteran presence that can kind of call him down and help him with, you know, become a leader more than, than just, you know, more than just having to talk and, and can back it up sometimes,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I love that, that take it, it brings into what the Timberwolves want to be. And that is a playoff contender championship contender right now we have our starting five would be Mike Conley and mcdaniels cat and gobert which they could contend with any team in the nba in my opinion even with the the nuggets and i know we they only took them to to five games but they didn't have Nas reed or mcdaniels and just without those two players you take away a key scorer off the bench, and a key defender in the starting lineup. So also with that, I want to bring up Carl Anthony Towns' stats this year. He only played 29 games in the regular season, averaged 33 minutes, had about 21 points, and his field goal percentage was just under 50%, at uh, 49.5%. Three-point percentage was his career low, which I could understand because he was injured most of the season, but he still shot at 36.6% as the one of the best big shooters in the game. That is kind of bad, you know? He averaged 8.1 rebounds, 4.8 assists, which was his highest mark in his whole career. So you, you saw him grow as a passer this year, which was great to see. But moving on into the Timberwolves as a whole, with Cat, they are better. And I think the, the contract... Money discussion is gonna be tough, yes, with Gobert and Cat being paid max contracts, having Ant and Jane McDaniel's ready for a new contract coming next season. But I think if they are able to do something this year, make it past the the first round for sure, making it hopefully making it out of the second round. And making a conference championship appearance since, I mean, their only conference championship appearance of, like, 2004 with KG, that would... KG? Hey, what about Spreewell baby? <laughs> Spreewell <laughs> and uh, Wally Zerbiag, you know, yes, I, I get that. But I think if they... Can't do,
1: forget about Cassell, man. If they do
0: make that that run i think it sets the road for players letting go of their ego and taking less money because i think everyone in the nba who has an opinion thinks that gobert should not be getting paid a max contract especially at this age Especially with this contribution, which is great. You know, he's one of the best defenders when he's at hit the peak of his game. But to make this team work, we cannot have three max contract players. Yes, I
2: agree. And but at the same time, you know, I understand that it's like your livelihood. You, yeah, it you is feel me?
0: your livelihood. I, I don't think you need to be getting paid max contract in the NBA to be making a livelihood. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Okay. I
2: get, I, I get it, but like put yourself, and I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm not trying to you know do something, but I'm just saying like, think about like yourself, right? Like in you're in your own job. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to be paid the most, you know, At that point, regardless of whatever your corporation or organization
1: is. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For sure. What I'm going to say is I am trying to start something. We valued Gobert enough where we drafted all that draft capital, all those players for him. He has the accolades. He has everything. So you're going to trade all these assets for someone that has proved it and then tell him to take a pay cut? Ray, it seems to me like you're banking on people to change, which sounds wonderful and all, but it doesn't really happen much anymore. Yeah. You uh, know, I'm like you're team looking team at team. the good of humanity. And this is a sports podcast, but this is a life lesson. I mean, nobody is willing to take a step down to better others because everything is so <laughs> egotistical and okay, everybody's always correct. And yeah, it would look bad, you know, to ask, yeah, we we think you're worth this, but we want you to... Yeah. Well, why didn't you get, you know, part of my salary covered then? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the last thing I want to say
0: before we wrap this episode up. But to be a championship contender, you have to put your ego in the backseat because – sacrifices for sure. If you want to have a championship team, you need talent. And using the Denver Nuggets as an example – I that Jokic is of course the max contract player. Then you got Jamal Murray hitting that max contract, right? He's in that level. Then you have Michael Porter's probably their best, their third best player, followed by Aaron Gordon. And after that, you have a lot of good, solid role players like Bruce Brown, even the the rookie Christian. Christian Brown, uh, that team is built for a championship because not only do they have great players that complement each other, but they have players that aren't all getting paid to the max of the team's spending ability.
2: Yeah, although although they also have to make some tough decisions because Bruce Brown wants to get paid now.
1: uh, But I guess that's that's a different conversation.
0: Yeah, it is. It is.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, the way I look at that is their top players are top three, top four. They're locked in for the next three years. They're all in their prime. They built it up, and they were patient. Yep. Minnesota always has a problem. They always try to do quick rebuilds. Yeah. But when we traded Malik Beasley and Pat Bev and all these players that were our dogs and are meant for this, I call this the Golden State Warrior effect. Yeah. We just seen the Phoenix Suns do this with Bradley Beal. You have the Mavericks now with Porzingis. What? You know? everybody's trying to do that. But what people don't understand is the Warriors took vouchers on scrappy dudes that were willing to do anything. You know, when you look back, I mean, McGee, he wasn't nothing now. I mean, now he was getting paid, you know, Pashel, Like they took flyers on all these guys that just were fighting to be there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, closing
0: statement is, with this Timberwolves team, having Mike Conley at the the latter end of his career, and about to enter his prime, especially when it comes to money, I think, because he's about to get out of his rookie contract, and then also jade mcdaniels getting out of his rookie contract cat getting paid that max contract gobert max contract and Nas reed with that 42 million dollar extension that is what raises a lot of question marks in the future and all we can do is see what happens because we're just fans and we have to sit back and hope our team makes the right decisions so with that, I want to close this episode up. It was great to have Sergio and Bales into this episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank
2: you. Thank you, you, for, thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, for sure, dude. Anytime. I, I'm i glad that you could make it into the podcast in such short notice. And to you, Bales, I, I'm glad that we were able to get an episode in today
1: too. Yeah, 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 right. Thank you, Sergio. Yes, sir, Bales. Bales does not
0: look impressed, but thank you for joining (laughs) Uh, us in the one one and only Minnesota (laughs) Sports Podcast. The number one. Only one. We hope to have you back and listening to our next episode where Bales and I will be talking about the Vikings, how the They're looking with OTAs and the season coming around the corner. So stick around for that when it comes out. Have a great rest of your day.